All right, welcome to Under the Tower, the Halifax Health Podcast. I'm John Guthrie, Vice President of Marketing, and I am excited to kick off a brand new project. And it is a project about diabetes. And here to educate us on all aspects of diabetes is Christine Goudreau, who is a registered nurse. She has a bunch of letters in front of her, or after her name. I'm not really sure what all of them mean, but we know her as a diabetes educator, which is so important because you know what, Christine? Now you say what? Oh, what, John? Uh, Over 14% of the people in Volusia County adults have diabetes. So let's, so first of all, thanks for for letting us, um, you know, really kind of download your brain on diabetes because there's a lot of content here, isn't there? There is, there is. Um, I wanted to say we do have an accredited, American Diabetes Accredited Program at Halifax that we do. So what we're going to go over is kind of like the... It's like the cliff notes. Cliff notes, right? Exactly. It's the cliff notes Perfect. of diabetes, yes. right? And so this yes. is going to be a great resource for people who can't get to the class yes. or as a refresher after they leave the class, exactly. they can come right on here and hear a little bit. Majority of our patients that go through the program, um, they are so happy they did. I know. And they wish they would have had an opportunity right at the get-go. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've had people like Lowell Lohman who has been, who has had, okay, first of all, I want to get something straight. Uh-oh. We're not going to call people diabetics. Right. We are ics. not going to no label ics. people by their disease. The ics. No. We're going to say people with diabetes. Right. So Lowell Lohman, our good friend, has had, and our benefactor for the Lohman Center for Diabetes and Endocrinology mm-hmm. at Halifax Health. How's that for a plug? Perfect. Okay, so, um, you know, he has had diabetes for over 50 years. Yeah. And after he came to your class, he, he, he went in thinking he knew everything, didn't oh, he? That, yeah, usually he a lot did. Of folks do. Yeah, they think they know everything. <laughs> but you can always learn more. Oh, absolutely. And he's a lifelong learner. And just like he plunges himself into astronomy and business, yeah. he and his wife Nancy have totally plunged themselves into diabetes. Yeah, we're really grateful for them because they really have a, stepped up to the plate in our community totally. to help out. We wouldn't be sitting here without them because, okay, so I'm going to tell you something. So my father uh, was diagnosed with diabetes, I think, when he was 16. Mm -hmm. I think he lived with diabetes for 60 years. Yeah. And so had the Lomans not, as as Lowell says, um, poked the 800-pound gorilla, which Halifax Health is, Mm -hmm. we would not be sitting here. And you have a story with diabetes too, right? Yeah. I was um, diagnosed when, uh, in 1976. So what's Whoa, that, the, that was the bicentennial. It was. That's how I remember. Okay, guess what? I was in first grade. Okay. Boo. Sorry. So, yeah, no, that's all right. And you were 13. I was 12 and a half. 12 and a half, yes, yeah. I'm, I think I was in 16. Boston. Yes, in Boston. In Massachusetts. So I'm going to excuse myself uh, if I say car, park, and all right, that stuff. Exactly. Right, exactly. Right out now. Yeah. It's like click and clack. Yes. Right? That's right. Some people might understand that, but not everybody will. (laughs) So we're talking about diabetes. Correct. And, you know, the basic premise with diabetes is that your pancreas is doing what with the the insulin that it creates? Well, if you have type 1 diabetes, uh, which used to be called juvenile diabetes, uh, type 1 is an autoimmune issue where your body actually destroys the beta cells in the pancreas that produce insulin. So usually you're diagnosed very quickly with the type 1. Uh, you end up in the hospital, and you go home on insulin. 
Okay. okay, so you need insulin to survive. Um, and what does the insulin do, really? Just like briefly. It transports sugar from the blood cell into the cell. Wow. From the bloodstream, I'm sorry. From the bloodstream, bloodstream. into the cell, correct. And uh, there are certain receptors on your cells mm -hmm. that are sensitive only to insulin. That's so crazy. You need that insulin to open these receptors so that the sugar can shift from the bloodstream into a cell and be stored for energy. All right, so I'm going to break this down for people like me. Okay. When I eat food, that food gets broken down, and the sugars in the food okay. do what? Well, let's back it up a little bit. Okay, let's back it up. We have to know what these sugars are. They're called carbohydrates. Actually, uh, when we teach carbs, people... Carbs, carbs. When we teach people, we never tell them to look at the sugars on a label. No. Because a sugar um, is a carb. Yeah. But uh, starch, anything white, fruits, vegetables, dairy, all that impacts your blood sugar. So let's say we have... Let's eat a banana. Okay. Banana goes in the mouth, down yep. the esophagus, yep. into the stomach. Yep. Then it hits the duodenum, which is the first part I've of I've heard the, of that. The duodenum. Well, what did you hear about it? I've heard people talk about a duodenum switch. Okay. The duodenum but, is the first part of the small intestines where the sugar is absorbed. Gotcha. So now the body is an amazing thing. Totally. Um, once that sugar hits, starts to elevate your blood sugar. Right. Okay. The pancreas is triggered by gut hormones to produce insulin and keep the liver quiet. Oh, okay. Keep because, the liver quiet. Right. Keep the liver. The liver stores sugar, so there's a balance, a happy balance there between gotcha. good marriage between the pancreas and the and liver. The liver. Mm -hmm. So now your sugars begin to rise right. because natural sugar. Right. Because we always encourage natural sugars right. versus. Processed. processed. Boo, pro boo processed. Yeah, even though we all like that. We do we? like processed, but boo. Processed would be like cookies, cakes, right. yeah. things like that. Not as good for you as a banana. Right. Right. Because you That's get the deal. Like potassium from right. a banana. It's right. natural. Right. Natural. What, God, what, what the Lord makes. It's totally. Okay. I get it. So, um, yeah, sugar begins to rise. Pancreas is making insulin to lower your blood sugars. Once it, it starts to lower it, there yeah. has to be a turnoff mechanism so that it doesn't go too low. Got it. Okay, so now the body has those hormones that switch. So the liver now starts to kick Amazing. the blood sugar to keep it in a range. Yep. Your blood sugars, even without diabetes, are never flat all day. Like, oh, it's a perfect 80 all day right. long. There's, a, there's a, a graph that you can... You can see how the blood sugars fluctuate, but they stay within a certain limit. And type 1 diabetes is more driven not by behavior, but by genetics. Uh, not all the time. No? It's, it's strange because it used to be, um, since I'm from New England and I've been to the Jocelyn Clinic in Boston, back in those days, yeah, you were like, okay, you're the oldest child, it skips a generation, right. but there's so many folks that that might have type one, and that's the smallest group of of diabetes. Because when we look at diabetes, um, the type ones are the smallest population in that whole group of diabetes. Okay? Because there's also type two, right? There's also the type and that's two. behavior driven, right? Yes, that can be behavior driven. Now, there's always the other. 
actually, you have a 1.5 diabetes, which can be... Oh, I haven't heard of that. Yes, 1.5. You can have diabetes that's related to pancreatitis, yep. steroid use. Gestational. Gestational diabetes, correct. Um, a whole, you know, there's, there's a lot of risk factors that a lot of folks don't even know about. But the basic okay. premise is that your pancreas is not producing insulin. For type 1s. Type 2s. Type 1s. Yeah, type 2s, what happens? You may be producing a lot of insulin, but there's an insulin resistance at the cell ah. receptor, insulin cell wow. receptors at the cells. So high levels of insulin are floating around. Yeah. You can you can do a, um, a lab called a C-peptide to see how much insulin you're producing. But if you're not using efficiently and effectively, your sugars are still going to be high. Um, some other, let's just go back for a minute to risk factors. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk yeah, about. So what are the risk factors? Well, you know what? Should we talk about symptoms first or risk factors? I guess risk factors. Yeah, let's, let's start with risk, risk factors. factors. All right, risk factors. Okay, risk factors affects all age, increases with age. The group of folks, American Indians, African Americans, Hispanic Latinos, Asian American Pacific Islands are at the higher risk group. But it hits everybody. It can hit. We're talking about type 1. Or are we oh, talking yeah. about type 2? You're talking about type 2s. Okay, we're on type 2 now. Family history of diabetes, overweight, yeah. antidepressive drugs, antipsychotics, gene mutations. All that stuff can impact that, huh? The development, yep. So same old thing. Eat um, high protein, low, lower carbohydrate, well, lots of vegetables, exercise, all that stuff. Right. But, you know, a Relax, lot of folks, recover. A lot of folks are going to say, oh, I'm not going to eat any carbs. But a right. carb is a fruit, a vegetable, Right. A you kind of have to eat them. It's about healthy eating. Healthy. You know? that, that's what it's about. Little, and exercise, I think, too, right? Right. Because Cause that what, burns your calories. What does diabetes want from a person? Having it all these years, it, it wants you to live healthy. Yeah. Good, good sleep. Right. Seven hours to eight hours of sleep. Yep. Less stress. Yep. Exercise. Healthy foods. You sound exactly like Mark Spivey. Oh, I do? Yeah. So it means that what, I mean, that's just the healthy way to go for yes. your for your um, mental health exactly. or mental fitness. Yes. I think they're calling it mental fitness. Now. Oh, it's an And to be able to flourish. That's the new word instead of thrive, flourish. Okay. And to be able to flourish. I'm 60 and we're going to, you know, changing all the words, flourish, Yeah, it's thrive. flourish. Thrive okay. went to flourish. It's okay. Um, I got oh, this. Oh, one other thing. Yeah. If you have sleep apnea, yeah. it puts you 250 to 300% at risk of developing diabetes. Why is that? Because when you um, have sleep apnea, have you ever been around somebody who has sleep apnea? Are they snoring? My father-in-law had sleep apnea. He was very crabby. Yeah. When he didn't sleep. Well, that's because he's, yeah, tired. Yeah, tired. So what happens when somebody has sleep apnea is they're snoring a lot. Then there's that pause. Oh, uh, okay, they're quiet. And you yeah. think, oh. And you fine. wonder if they're dead. They stopped. Yeah. yeah. Or, you think, or oh, you think, oh, they're done snoring. Thank goodness. Yes. And then it begins again. Then you get up and you take your pillow to a different room. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, I'm done with this. Right. In that moment where it's quiet, there is actually no oxygen. So Yikes. what does the body do? A decrease in oxygen causes a surge of adrenaline, and this adrenaline hormone causes the sugar to And spike. then they go... Right, that's it. And then they start snoring again. That's it. Wow, that's heavy. In that heavy. moment, though, when they're not... But again, 250 to 300% at risk. That's of crazy. Yep. 
I wouldn't Let's have do smoking. I wouldn't too. have thought that. Smoking's smoking. just bad. Listen, Let's be smoke, serious. There's nothing is, good that comes of it. No, absolutely not. But for some people go, well, I don't know, we're thin. Now, I don't want you to leave this place thinking, oh, everybody who has type 2 diabetes has a weight problem. Right. It's, it's not, not just weight. Just smoking alone. Active smokers have a 44% increased Dang. risk of developing type 2. Okay. And now why is that? Because that smoke get in the cells and keep the keep it from exchanging sugars. I'll have to get back to you, but I can okay. tell you that nicotine can raise your blood sugars oh. A1Cs by thirty four percent. Wow! It cuts off circulation to your feet by an hour. It reduces your good cholesterol. It causes clotting. So when you have, you know, there's something called metabolic syndrome. I have a history of blood yep. pressure issues. Yep. I have a weight issue um, problem. I have pre-diabetes. Um, I smoke. All these are kind of like. Oh, I thought you said. Up. I thought you were talking about yourself, but you're talking oh, about no, other no. people. I was like, you well, don't smoke. No, I don't smoke. No. But I, and you're not overweight. No, I have type you're one lucky. diabetes. Yeah, oh, and you got it under control fairly well. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, you're a professional. Well, I better be. Though. Yeah, right. If you can't keep it under control, how are you going to teach other people I, to I keep it under practice, control? Practice what I'm preaching. Right. Yes. So, and actually, nicotine also makes your blood clot more easily. So. Yikes. So don't smoke. Right. That's the bottom line. Just don't smoke. I think it's important, too, to go to what a lot of insulin, you know, people with type 2 diabetes that have insulin, what we call insulin resistance. Yep. Um, this is where the rubber hits the road for the somebody. The rubber. The rubber. The rubber hits the road. The rubber's I love hitting that. the road um, with folks. Uh, let me just go ahead. Ask me another question. Ask you another question about diabetes? Yeah. Well, we didn't All even right. talk about the symptoms. All right. Well, that's what I worry about because my father had diabetes. Okay. I worry about myself. Can you remind me to get back? To you know? Right well, we don't have to. We can go right All here. Right, we'll Let's go, go to high insulin levels right now. All right. So the big people will say, oh, you're. You must have bad diabetes because you have to be on insulin. Okay. Right. So that's type one diabetes. Usually you, you have to be on insulin because again it's an autoimmune issue where the body destroys the beta cells in the pancreas. People with type two diabetes that have the insulin resistance issue where right. they're making a lot of insulin, yep. eventually the pancreas can either burn out or uh -oh. make a lot less. That sounds bad. But in class when I'm teaching this. I have a particular slide that I really want people to pay attention to who have type 2 diabetes. We can't see slides on a podcast. Do you know that? Oh, no, there so is a slide. So you're going to have to go over it. No, there is a slide. Okay. But I will go over it. Okay. Because it's so important. Yeah. So the high insulin levels that people have, and again, this is insulin that they're producing, but it's not getting through the receptor, insulin receptors. Right. So the sugar is backed up and the insulin is backed up. High insulin levels cause your triglycerides to be elevated, uh -oh. which increases your risk for heart attack yep. and stroke. It also increases something called a PA1 factor, and that has to do with clotting. So think about it, and I'm going to go through a few more. People who smoke have an increased yep. risk of clotting. When Ooh, they have uncontrolled no diabetes, good. they have an increased risk no of good. clotting. It also, these high insulin levels also lower your good cholesterol. Not HDL, good either. High density lipids, right. right, which increases your risk for heart attack and strokes. Can cause that PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, 
that's something about women, boys. So We'll cover that in a separate session. It increases your risk for type 2 because a lot of yeah. times when people uh, with type 2, they're diagnosed sometimes at a later stage yeah. um, or later years, so they're developing type 2. Insulin um, levels also, a lot of high insulin stores fat. So insulin is a fat-storing hormone. When you have a lot of insulin floating around doing absolutely nothing, it's going to shift that sugar over to the liver, and it will convert it as belly fat. Uh-oh, so that's oh. my problem. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking at you. Insulin is a shifted over to wow. the liver. It converts the it liver. to the liver. The liver. I didn't know that. The liver. The liver. Okay, yeah. And converts it to belly fat and also Dang. increases your LDL, which is your lousy cholesterol. We don't okay. want that. So weight gain, insulin is a fat-storing hormone. It converts extra sugar to belly fat. It causes fatty liver and fatty pancreas. Another thing, gout. It increases that doesn't sound your good. uric acid. So, and, so this is interesting. Two things I just learned from you. And I thought just I, two? And I thought I knew it all. Oh, goodness. Number okay. one, diabetes is a chronic blood condition. It has to do with the cells and blood. Well, it, well, it's a, a, it's either resistant, so you right, it's the but it insulin. has to do with that, right? That stuff. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I never thought of it as a blood condition. I yeah, always thought of it blood. as more of an eating and a weight condition. Well, it's than more. A blood. It's more of. Uh, a weight condition. Yeah. If it's related to insulin resistance. Correct. Because some people have pancreatitis. Right. Well, it's not a weight issue. It's I get related that. to something else. And it's going to be the pancreas, whether right. it's functioning or not. So, okay. So, really, at the end of the day, it's a condition of the pancreas. And, and the blood. And insulin resistance. And insulin resistance. Cell receptor issue. Okay. So, it's really the pancreas and insulin and blood. Give me that one. Okay. All those three uh, things. I always thought it was more kind of about eating because my dad's eating was all, you know, about, right. you know, that. But it's really, it breaks down to the molecular level. Well, now you're going to yeah. molecular. Hey, okay. We're, we're keeping so, this simple. Now. So that's one. But the other thing I just, that I just learned is if you are overweight, you are going to perpetuate that insulin to store more fat. Vicious cycle. Right? Yes. That is a vicious cycle because I didn't realize that they're both pushing on each other. Yes. And dang. So eventually, though, you know, I, in class, I like to call the pancreas a factory. And, and yeah. we have to remember that insulin also has two phases. So sometimes people with type 2 diabetes, because people with type 1 diabetes don't make any insulin. Right. People with type 2, so sometimes it's a phase issue. Yeah. Um, which can cause blood sugars go up. But... You know, they're producing a lot of insulin, and eventually this factory is going to burn out. Right. You can and only do so much. Either it's going to produce nothing or a little bit, and that's what the C-peptide lab tells Got you. Got it. Um, so let me ask you a question. With that said... You're the expert, though. What? But I you can ask me the question. Listening. Okay, let's see if, if I'm listening. listening. With that said, yep. which... Because people... We'll say, oh, type 1 diabetes is worse because you're on insulin. Which one is worse, type 1 or type 2? Mm. This should be what for you. I just read you all that. I would say type 2. Yes. Yeah. 
Because it right. compounds. It has nothing to do with, oh, you're on insulin. Right. It's really bad. It's whatever your body needs. It to compounds. It. Yeah. It's the controlling because if you don't control your diabetes, right. it's going to lead to all those complications. Uh, leading causes of a lot of these complications is uncontrolled diabetes. And now we're going to get into it, but adding insulin to your body. If it needs it. If it needs it. When Did you it hear that, people? It. If it needs it, when it needs it. When's it right. If that's an, at the appropriate time. Yes. That may be easier to judge than you're making way too much insulin. Because how, how do you take insulin out of your body if you're making too much? You can't take it right. out. Right. No. It's like Hence the reason. you can't take yeah. it back. You can't, you can't take, it back. take it back. You can't take it back. All right. So that's really good stuff. What I want to talk about now is what are the symptoms okay. of type 1 diabetes? Okay, so symptoms. Really easy for people with... Um, this is what we worry about. Oh. I'll do it. Ready? Oh, okay. Thirsty. Is that okay, right? Yeah, that's one of them. A lot of urination. Okay. Right? Yeah. Tired. Okay. Right? And lots of sugar in your urine yes or no once it's in the urine it's yeah it's pretty yeah. high once See? it's spilled over in the See, urine that, how do they do now but what is when you look at the symptoms for somebody with type one yeah there is even though you said thirst urination tired you could yep. have said blurred vision there is a difference between the two of them somebody with type one is diagnosed pretty quickly because those symptoms are yeah. pretty strong yeah thirsty it's like you can't even quench the That's thirst. how my dad was. And he was in military school. At the end of the day, he said he was so tired, he couldn't even get up the steps. Right. You he could, was so exhausted. He could sleep standing up against a yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, vision issues, rapid weight loss for type 1s. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and usually, um, you know, diagnosed before the age of 30, there is that gray area of one of uh, 1.5 between you know, 30 and 40, but sometimes people develop this 1.5 later on in life. Um, not common, though. Yeah, okay? that's good. Um, so let's go over the symptoms again. Type 1, sudden. You, you end up in the hospital with that. Typically you will. And always in intensive care. They have really? to replace the fluids because you're urinating a yep. lot. Yep. Um, maybe uh, electrolyte imbalance. Yeah. Okay. Now, the type 2s, their symptoms can come on subtle. Mm -hmm. it, it, and it tends to occur over a period of time. Okay. Okay. So when somebody's like pre-diabetes, right. their, their sugar is... Is Which like seven out of ten in the United States or something right, like that. There's a lot of are, them. Are, are, yeah. You know what? The ADA or whoever named it, the pre-diabetes, brilliant. Mm -hmm. What they're really saying is that you're not in the optimum shape that you should be, and they named it pre-diabetes. Right. So weird. It used uh, it used to be called borderline. Yeah. So now it's pre-diabetes. I'm a border, yeah, I'm a, yeah. There's about 96 million adults, that's one in every three, that have pre-diabetes. Yeah. Oh, I said one in seven. I got it yeah, wrong. So I had it's one in so, three. I'm sorry, I had to correct you. That's fine. So one in three. I know you know it all, but... Well, 10 minus times. seven is three, so okay. I get it. So in, in when we look at the diabetes people who yeah. are diagnosed with diabetes... People with diabetes. People with diabetes who are right. diagnosed, right. 37 million children and adults combined. Wow. When you split the type 1 and the type 2s, it's 
type one out of those 37 million, 5.10% of type ones. 5%. 5 to 10%. So 2 million to. The type two. 2 million to 4 million. A 90 to 95%. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's like 32 million people or something. Well, nearly half of American adults have diabetes or pre-diabetes. Wow. Okay. And remember, we're not talking about this 96 million who haven't even. You know, if they right. join the 37 million. Yeah, they don't us, know. They don't know they have it. No. So, so why don't they know they have it? Because it comes on slowly. Right. What happens? So let me, usually a lot of folks, now a physician, when they look at a patient, might say, okay, it's a family history. They're overweight. They're obese. Uh, they complain about slow. So let's do a blood work. Yeah. Something like in hemoglobin A1C that, rep, that looks back in time. Which is crazy to me. That an A1C gives your, av- your average, right? Of the sugars for the last three months. That's crazy. All right. Don't ask me how they look I'm not going to, but sometime I'm going to have a pathologist or a lab person or somebody come and explain how you can have a fasting blood sugar, which is like now. Right. But your body in the A1C stores well, all this data somehow. Well, it, it's looking at the, the it's a three-month um, lab because it looks at the oldest blood cells before they're that replaced. Cool. So they're looking at the sugar attachment. That makes sense. And they, to the oldest cells. To the oldest cells. So when they look at blood, they can see how old yeah, it is. Somehow they count. See, I never knew to, that either. Yeah. So let's go back, though, to the symptoms. If you're about 40 years of age and the doctor says to you, you say, oh, doctor, I'm urinating a lot more. Yeah. What is a man usually, what's the next thing that he's going to say? I'm urinating more. Do you have prostate issues? Oh, could be. Yeah. I'm thirsty. Are you drinking all the water you need to drink? Okay, drink more water. Right. Feeling tired. Well, we're all tired. I'm all tired. I need a nap at 6. I'm tired. I need a nap at 2 p.m. would be nice if they put the snooze button on and give me a little music and a cot on the side there and I'm sleeping. Blurred vision. Let's get those cheetah glasses. I have them everywhere. Cheetahs. 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 The cheetah, cheetah not a glasses, cheetah, cheetah pants, or anything. Okay, let's get cheetah glasses. No, I do like cheetah chips. Ooh, or yeah. Cheetos. Those Cheetos. Are Cheetos. Oh, yeah. Like Ooh, that's carbohydrate. It is. So and that is not natural carbohydrate. Well, that's right. But there's, again, this is the dietician. She, she could do you do like, well, we'll get him in here later. But do you like the, the paws, the puffs? I like or the, the puffy basic ones. ones. I like the puffy, puffy ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, the puffy. Ones. I like the ones that are a little more dense. Oh, those are the, those. That's oh, the cheetah picture. Wow. On. Yeah. Okay. Those are good. Back to diabetes. So type two diabetes may go undiagnosed for a period of time because the fasting might be fine in the morning. You send right. those folks yeah. out to the IHOP with a bunch of yeah. syrup on a pancake right. and challenge them. Right. Then they might flunk the test. Right. Okay. Yeah, so when you when you do a fasting blood sugar, you're not supposed fine. to have anything for eight hours, right? Right, or even or even more. Than 10. Yeah. So I drink when, coffee without sugar when I do it in the morning, though. And you go for a blood work? Yeah, that's not good. Well, because sometimes too coffee, depending yeah, on how strong. Yeah, it can get you amped up. It gets you amped up, and then there goes a but little. But my A1C is good. All right. So we're okay right now. So we're good. But you really shouldn't even have coffee with no sugar. Fasting means fasting. Fasting means that's well, our that's fasting it, means it, fasting. Isn't it espresso coffee? No. Is it decaf? half decaf, half regular? That's what I do. Yeah. Got to be gusto. Yeah, just a little. Because if I don't drink it, then I kind of get a headache. Oh, 
whining. Okay, I'll stop whining. All right, so we have 30 seconds left in this first installment. We've covered a ton, Christine. I know. Well, we might not need nine weeks of this. I don't know. I don't know. We're cranking through pretty well, but we haven't gotten to management. We haven't gotten to pumps. We haven't gotten to technology. We haven't gotten to semaglutide. We haven't gotten to any of that. This does not replace you going to class. No, you still need to go to class. When you come through our program... You would see, I'm a registered nurse, certified, those all those all letters. those letters. Certified diabetes yeah. and education specialist. Yeah. Right. CPT pump training. Yeah. Bachelor oh, of that's adult education. Bachelor of pump training. No kiddies. Um, right. So you would see me for an hour, hour and a half to yeah. make sure we kind of answer your specific And issues. you can ask questions. In a podcast, you can't ask. I yeah, can only exactly. ask questions. Yeah. Only the listener can. can't ask you a question. Right. So that's the difference. Classes. 10-hour yeah. class. So we yeah. it's either three mornings or two afternoons. That's great. And then that's you see available. the dietitian for a meal plan. Yeah. Of course, we work with a referral. The physicians would send us a referral, and we check out the insurance, let you know uh, our insurance verifies, verify everything, right. and let you know. Because insurance should pay, pay for it, right? They should. If, you, if, if it's prescribed. If it's prescribed with the yeah. referral from the physician. Yeah. But, again, there are so many plans. I Some know. people have a huge deductible, co-pay. Right. So, you know, we have to get through all that muckety Yeah, mess. we do. And you do that, right? Yes. And we have a new number, 425-2242. But that's 2242 is D-I-A-B, right? Oh, that's my own personal. Oh, oh, wait, oh no, she's oh, giving oh, her oh, personal oh, number oh, okay, out. Okay, sorry. No, that's my work number. Oh, now, that's your work oh, number. Yes, the di- you can get John. Why don't you give him the diabetes? Four two five. Okay. D I A B is a number we set up, and you can reach a nurse, diab- navigator. nurse navigator for diabetes. people with diabetes. Yes. Not a diabetic. No. N- diabetes. Nurse navigator with people with diabetes yes. who are flourishing with diabetes. That's right. So you can call an Andrea Forster. RN yes, will open that line up and she will get you pointed in the right direction so right. you can come and see Christine and go in depth. Yes. This is this is high level. Yeah. This is We're not getting in too deep cuz we're only supposed to be a half an hour and we're already over that. Yes. Oh, we are. But You're this is the end this. of episode 1. Christine, okay. I want to thank you for you oh, no, and all you. your letters coming on board. Okay. This is under the tower. You know why it's called under the tower? Because it's here, well, it's under yeah, the it's, it's under the Belvedere, which okay. is the Halifax. But the thing is, it's like all the great people and all the smart people and all the brilliant people and all the nice people and the compassionate people and the people from Massachusetts make up Halifax Health. That's right. And we're all under the tower. Right. And it's our job to care for the community. That's right. So I'm going to sign off. Christine's going to sign off. This is the end of episode one. I think it went okay. And um, we're going to do the next one next week, and we'll just go from there. If you have any questions, 425. 425-2242. She keeps giving her own number. 425-386. Yeah, 386-425-DIAB. All right, so here's our wish to everybody. Care for yourself. Yes. And care for others. That's right. All right, good time.